SBS live streams and podcasts are supported by advertising. In this bulletin, fighting resumes in Gaza. World leaders look to renewables at the COP28 climate summit in Dubai. And in sport, a new survey highlights the continued struggles faced by elite female athletes. With all the latest SBS News, I'm Hannah Kwan. Fighting has resumed in Gaza after the seven-day ceasefire expired. Both sides have accused each other of breaching the truce and the Hamas-run health ministry says more than 100 people have already been killed. Rockets have also been fired into Israel. A loss and damage fund has been officially launched at the COP28 climate summit in Dubai to help vulnerable countries cope with the increasingly costly and damaging impacts of climate disasters. It's among several pledges made at this year's summit, including an agreement to prioritise food and agriculture systems, a private climate investment fund to incentivise new climate projects in developing countries and a goal to triple renewables. So far, 110 countries have signed up to that goal of tripling renewable energy capacity and doubling the annual rate of energy efficiency improvements worldwide by 2030. But some attendees are warning while the targets are still there, the world is way off meeting them. United States Secretary-General Antonio Guterres says world leaders cannot save a burning planet with a fire hose of fossil fuels. Earth's vital signs are failing. We are miles from the goals of the Paris Agreement and minutes to midnight for the 1.5 degree limit. But it is not too late. We can, you can prevent planetary crash and burn. We have the technologies to avoid the worst of climate chaos if we act now. The vice president of the European Commission has expressed his confidence that the federal government will eventually reach a free trade agreement with Australia. Margarita Skinas and a number of delegates from Europe are visiting Australia to hold discussions with the immigration minister. It comes after the breakdown of negotiations between the two sides about a month ago in Osaka, with Federal Trade Minister Don Farrell saying the offer from the European side was insufficient. Skinas has told SBS News that a fair trade deal is still a target the EU hopes to achieve. I think that the FTA inevitably would come to seal the intensity and the depth of our strategic partnership. It was not possible in Osaka, but it will happen down the road. The first woman appointed to the United States Supreme Court has died aged 93. Sandra Day O'Connor died in Phoenix, Arizona from complications related to dementia and a respiratory illness. Justice O'Connor was appointed to America's highest court by former President Ronald Reagan in 1981. The moderate conservative served for more than 24 years and retired in 2006. And Australians are volunteering less but giving more as the government examines recommendations to boost the nation's altruism. A draft report on philanthropy from the Productivity Commission found Australians donated more than $13 billion to charities in 2021, a 26% increase since 2017. But the number of Australians volunteering with organisations has declined over the last decade, with 6 million participating in 2022. 
Productivity Commission Deputy Chair Alex Robson says while Australia was generous, there are more incentives to donate than volunteer. People don't have a lot of time to volunteer. They have less time than they used to. They've got a family to take care of. Um, but also, you know, there's more women in the workforce, um, which is a good thing. But part of the cost of that is that uh, there's fewer volunteers around. Uh, and what we do in this report is recommend um, policy changes that the government could take to uh, try to um, increase the number of Australians uh, that volunteer. Turning to sport and a survey by FIFPRO, the worldwide representative organisation for footballers, has highlighted the continued struggles faced by elite female professionals at the 2023 World Cup tournament. That World Cup broke records for the most revenue generated from ticket sales and the largest ever global audience for a women's sporting event. But FIFPRO's survey found many players globally were inadequately compensated, with one in three earning less than $45,000 a year from football in national leagues, and one in five supplementing their income with a second job. Advocacy by FIFPRO saw FIFA commit to compensating all players an additional $45,000 for participation in the tournament. But Dr Michelle O'Shea, Senior Lecturer in Sport Management at Western Sydney University, says FIFA could be doing more. Putting a $30,000 value on top flight players from across the globe really does show that culturally we've got a long way to go in terms of you know, how the women's game is, is valued. FIFA is said to have made the payment to their country federations. Many of those athletes uh, have not actually received that payment and the Nigerian women's team is, is one example of that. And that's all the latest SBS News. I'm Hannah Kwon.